0: Coming up on raisin bread, and when someone you know asks you, know, "What are you doing?" or whatever, um, or or what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, instead of saying something like, you know, I'm I'm trying to lose 15 pounds," well, that just sounds yeah. kind of like temporary. Uh, and and mm-hmm. it, instead instead word it as in i'm becoming a a fitter person i'm becoming a healthier person i'm becoming a leaner Mm. person uh so if you kind of uh uh i guess put it in those terms instead of of like who you're becoming it's bigger than you it's 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 and it's not temporary it's i love that it's who you're becoming so it's like okay the the perspective there and it's like here's the thing is like you don't know what you don't know so you have to have somebody that points these things out to you, which is that was a big one for me is like, oh, okay, well, uh, I'm becoming this. That's so much better and so much, you know, I I guess uh, purposeful, than I'm I'm losing 15 pounds.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Raisin Bread. I've got with me Mr. Derek Smith, uh, Ben, I'm Basil, obviously. Uh, And our guest today is Matt Stevens. Now, if you don't know who Matt is, uh he's the biggest dude I've ever seen uh since I used to bodybuild. Uh he's even bigger. I think he's bigger than Mark and uh and Alan even. So uh it's very impressive. Uh and some some might even say uh, you know, needless. You know, maybe it's an intimidation thing. Uh uh, I don't understand uh, why you have to be that big, Matt. Is it to make the <laughs> rest of us look bad? Is that what you want? because I'd feel bad. It's fine. But no, in all seriousness, Matt is great. He is a fitness influencer, does a million amazing things. I've had uh, great conversations with him on, on uh, Twitter. Uh, I really love his positive, his positive sort of affirmation and positive uh, approach to fitness uh, and his positive sort of realistic approach to f- fitness. And that way you're kind of like, what's his name? Siat Fitness? out Fitness? Tonight I'm seeing you're like the bodybuilding version of Seattle Fitness, basically, where you're just like, "Hey, this is a nice thing, or this is this is a positive way we can approach, you know, the gym." So welcome, welcome, Matt Stevens. Yeah, no, I appreciate y'all having me on here. I'm looking forward to the, the conversation. I think it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. We were talking. We what were we talking about earlier, Ben? You were gonna squat. say something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were it's trying pretty, to, we, yeah, we started by talking about squats, but we were talking about the positive side of right. gym culture, yeah. which, which is the side that gets forgotten about because it doesn't get views or clicks like no one wants yeah. to watch a TikTok of somebody helping a guy improve his form. It's not right. interesting. You, that's the, that's the problem
0: watch. with social media in general is <laughs> right. a, and, especially... oh, and
1: we're off straight away. Let's go. I love this. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you for cursing in the first three <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but I mean, like, even even when it comes to like dating, and, and what I try to tell people on there is just like, y'all, the reason why y'all think there are no good women or good men out there is because all the videos you see, the ones that get attention, are the heads. So it's like yes. you, yeah. you, and that forms like a confirmation bias for everyone. Which then forms like a self-fulfilling prophecy because they expect all the people that they meet and whatnot to be assholes. And so they treat them like they're, you know, gonna like, you know, when you have like certain uh, moments or certain things that happen uh, with people and you look at it from a certain perspective, then you see it in a negative light that can, you know, kind of affect things. So, uh, yeah, the the positive things just unfortunately don't get the attention. People want to see happen. You know, yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, but then there's still a bad is... thing happen. Going, like,
3: you can uh, like, you seeing somebody get punched in the face is like I can understand what's happening. It was uh, not being punched <laughs> in the face, punched in the face. But I can follow that story. But like, if if like somebody changed my life when they were when I was running at the gym one day, and they're like, "You're overstriding," and I was like, "Yeah, I've got long legs," and they're like. No, no, you're putting your foot out in front of you. And that's how you stop yourself <laughs> when you. Uh, so if right. you put your foot in front of you, you're going to slow down and then you have to speed back up. So you're making yourself slow. I was like, you've changed everything about my life. Why? Yeah. I, I played sports for, for like a decade. Nobody ever said, hey, uh, you're not quick. So why don't you not make yourself slower? while you're doing this every single step <laughs> of the day but it's hard to put that online and be like my whole life has been changed by this one thing because they weren't there i
2: don't know but so it's like crazy. but there is something beautiful in that in in so far yeah. as like it, it is enough to be captured like in a little tiktok like where someone doing a piece to camera because like one of the things that we were talking about just before we came on air was how i had a very big guy like Stereotypically physically imposing, let's say that, and I'm not a man of big stature. And he just came up to me. I was in the squat rack. I was yeah, I was about 20 years old, and I would literally, so I would do like this was my articulation on the squat. It'd be so from there, and I'd I'd load the bar up with well over 300 pounds, and I'd drop to about there, and then I'd come back up again. It'd be like oh. I nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. What a rep. And he came up to me after watching me do this for about 10 minutes and he just went, I've got to, and he did that sigh, that almost like dad sigh where he went like, that's doing nothing for you. And it was the, that one bit of it's doing nothing for you. Everything that he said afterwards because he helped me out and he really improved my squat and now my squat is something that I'm I'm proud of. And it was like, but just that one sentence, that's doing nothing for you. But, you could tell because it's also the responsibility of the recipient, right? Like when we're talking about the whole thing of positive gym culture, negative gym culture, it's the responsibility of the recipient. If you go into it understanding with the, with the assumption that someone's actually trying to help you, rather than trying to criticize you, you're gonna have a way better time.
1: Or hit on you, or hit on you, or hit
2: on you. Now he could have been. I I I was doubtful. I'll be honest because he. He looked, I don't know how one can look so heterosexual, but he did. So that wasn't a concern of mine.
3: It should be having sex with a woman.
1: You got a pretty mouth. Yeah.
2: But but yeah, like really, he really helped me out. And it was just like, and I, I have never forgotten that guy because it was just yeah. like, he really sorted me out. And now the other thing as well is I pass his advice on if somebody is getting other into people, yeah. the gym and they're trying to do that. It's like, well, what he said really worked for me. Cause it was just really simple, really stripped back, really simple advice. Uh, don't try and go for full range of motion all the way. If you can't, if you've never squatted before, start with what you can build it up slightly, so like, you know, all the textbook stuff, but the way he said, it, he said it with warmth and he said it with. Heart and he said it like he wanted me to improve, and that was that all just came across in spades. And it was just like, yeah, those guys we don't they don't get enough attention online because you're you're right, Matt. Social media doesn't engineer that to be to be publicized. Yeah. People
0: want to see drama, so right. And 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 there is oh, go ahead, sorry.
3: Derek. You, uh, I was saying the the only videos I see uh, that are like that are golf videos where like. This guy changed my drive. Yeah. Really? Because every golfer is, like, is looking bad. for that
0: one thing to like. Yeah. <laughs> totally like take their game off.
3: Yeah. I mean. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're all some. I mean, I'm a sucker. I watch them all. I watch every single one of them. Oh. And every time I'm like, yeah, that's not my problem. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's not going to fix it for me. But
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you're, there you're, you're some, episode- when you're absolutely
0: on, you're absolutely right Ben, about the whole like res- it's it's responsibility of the recipient as well and that's what I was talking about earlier when I said the whole perspective thing because if you see things from that negative lens I mean you're gonna you're gonna take it as like a uh, it's gonna be like a shot to your ego if a guy comes up to you like who is this guy I think he is trying to tell me what to do rather than like you know I actually appreciate this guy's come actually come up trying to help me because uh, I've had guys do that to me before uh, even yeah. though I, I would like to think that I look like I know what I'm doing. And, but I've, I've still, even once, uh, that I can think of had, a, had a guy come up to me and say, Hey, have you ever you know tried this out instead? And I was like, yeah, but I was just like a I was like, you know, thanks for, for, right. you know, come up and tell me, tell me that instead of getting offended by it, you know, so many guys would just be like, right. yeah, well, I already know that like, and, and it's just, I don't care, you know, but so many people yeah. are like, that; they're just sensitive like that. So. That's. I think that's what the problem is.
3: I've seen a similar thing when uh, when you're riding in the car with somebody, and you you're like, "Hey, there's somebody next to you. Don't change lanes." And they're like, "I saw it. I saw your yeah, yeah. car. Oh. You. So you're pulling into it." Uh,
2: I mean, they yeah. still get mad about it. Uh, like you burn less calories just going. Thank you. Like it's <laughs> so it's so much less taxing. Just oh, there's somebody right there thank you. And it's the same with like, it's exactly the same in the gym. Although that said, the thing is some of the parody videos that I've seen of, of taking the mick out of modern gym culture are really funny. Like I saw yeah. one today who's, and it who's,
1: was like gone. Yeah. Who's that one guy? I, I there's one guy I really, I have one of his tank tops, but, um, Joey Swole uh joey swole is it joey Swell? it might be joey Swell. Joey he's like the tank? one
2: he's like the protector he's the one who bait he's like this sort of overarching protector where he's like stop being
1: a d- in the gym yeah uh no 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 oh you're talking about somebody he, else okay he, no this guy's like a comic i know joey, uh, joey swole joey swole is right. also pretty positive he's one of the few positive figures I yeah 100 percent. yeah uh, it it's uh it's uh it's another guy who's his game his name is not to be positive he's ripped i don't know if he's a comic or not but he uh i got a tank top of
0: noel uh noel uh i can't think of his last name but is he british is he british
1: no he's 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 definitely not british put on your headphones ben uh he's the uh i forget his name but i bought a tank top from him call, uh, where it's, uh, where it says, forgive me father for these gains. I'm about to receive. Uh, uh what's his name? Is it Don Mazzetti? Yeah. It's Don Mazzetti. Okay. I really yeah. Don Mazzetti.
0: <laughs> yeah he's team. hilarious.
1: Love Don Mazzetti. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish there were more guys like him, honestly. Cause uh-huh. like, if you work out all the time, it's that's exactly how it is. He has this, uh, God, there's so many lines, but yeah, he does. He does a great job of, of humorizing, humorizing gym culture. Um, I don't know why there's not more of that because, because there's lots of material, there's lots of material. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, recently, well, let's, 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 let's shift gears real quick. Cause I know we were talking about, uh, we were talking about what we, we were talking about the squatting, but I'm curious to, to know more about you, which is why I invited you. Uh, I want to know what, what, what's your deal, what are you about? And, and what, what should people know about you? Yeah. So, I mean, basically,
0: uh I, it all kind of started, like I, I started training when I was really young. Uh, you know, I'm living in Alabama, like we're all you know pretty serious about football here and whatnot. So, um, uh, and, and of course around the country now you have even weightlifting programs for middle schools. Uh, or at least even if you're, if you're just transitioning into high school. So anyway, they would just teach you when you're really young during summer, summer camp, like how to, how to lift, like what your technique should be and things like that. But anyway, trained all throughout high school and trained a little bit afterwards. Uh, but when I decided that I wasn't gonna play college football, I, uh, you know, decided to pursue like uh, my passion, like my, my, my passion in, in music and I was playing in a band. And, and so. What? yeah i played music
1: wait 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 what 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 did you play
0: so i first started off playing the drums and then when i moved uh to tuscaloosa to go to the university of alabama i transitioned because i well one of my best friends at the time taught me how to play the guitar and so i learned a bunch of songs and whatnot and i enjoyed singing and, and things like that so uh went up and became the actual actually the front man and played rhythm guitar and sang and You know basically made money throughout college just playing music but uh it was a lot of fun don't get me wrong i had a blast but i had a little bit too much fun uh because eventually i started to ignore school and things like that and i i I wouldn't i stopped working out completely you know worst decision i've ever made in my life or at least one of them for sure and continued to you know drink and party uh You know smoke weed and anyway I just I failed out of school all all this crap ran my life into the dirt and I was eating fast food for like pretty much every meal gained a ton of weight um and yeah just kind of ran my life into the dirt and hit rock bottom at one point I had a girl I was dating at the time she broke up with me and that kind of was my wake-up call was like you know this is because I thought I was a great guy I was like well who could break up with me you know uh, which is what I think a lot of guys do. But anyway, I, I realized that, you know, this is this is, you know, kind of on me. So what do I need to do? And, you know, got back into the gym and whatnot and started to research like dieting. Like, what do I need to do? Like, Because I know my diet matters here, but I don't know what to do. And i like, would just I was just researching like crazy on the Internet. Like, I'm the, I'm an, I'm an obsessive type of person. Uh, always have been. Well- a bodybuilder who's obsessed (laughs) yeah yeah and and so like uh i i like really really started researching dieting and i uh, stumbled upon the ketogenic diet uh which you know i don't recommend people do the ketogenic diet all the time now but uh it was easy
1: it worked for you it was
0: easy you know hey okay don't eat carbs all right i got this so i got in i lost like 40 pounds or something like that and it just, like, changed me. Uh, yeah. I got my confidence back, started playing more music again, and, like, was getting attention from girls again. And it just really changed my life. And then from there, uh, I just continued to uh, progress. And, of course, there were ups and downs along the way. Um, but I, I just realized, like, how much of an impact it made on my life and how how much uh, not having those healthy habits established like really ruined everything for me. And I, and I look around and I see other people making the same mistakes. And I'm like, guys, y'all have no idea what you're doing. Like, but life is so much better than this. Like, I promise if you just do this thing, you're going to feel so much better, you're going to enjoy life so much more. And I just I know how it impacted my life. So I was like, and, and you know, eventually, I would have people, they'd see my transformation, because I competed in a bodybuilding show, uh, two years later. And, uh, people looked at my transformation they're like hey Matt like can you help me out to do this and that's when I started like kind of coaching people or telling oh, people yeah. what to do and helping people and it just kind of picked up from there so uh yeah I I, I understand how you know it, it affects people's lives and, and their, their quality of life and I want I don't I want others to know this I want others others to, to feel like this so uh because it's like I don't know I for me it's like uh, when you get to the when you get to uh, a certain point where you have a a certain experience or it's like, it's like knowing a secret. You want to tell everybody, you know, you don't want to keep it in. You don't want to keep it for yourself. Like this information should be shared with everybody. Why, why not? (laughs) And, and so uh, that's, that's really kind of how it all, how it all started and it's just kind of progressed since then. And now I'm, you know, even diving further into my research, realizing how the system is screwed up and yep. And uh, yep. how how people need to wake up and realize like, okay, like, not saying that doctors aren't good people, there's plenty of great people who are doctors. But I yeah. think that the dogma that, the, that we have in the medical system, and the healthcare healthcare industry uh, is just, it's, it's bad, you know, and um, there's a lot of influence from the pharmaceutical industry into our uh, even medical, of course, medical school and things like that over the over you know, decades of time. So now, now it's like, you know, we have doctors that are just sitting there like, OK, here, take this pill rather than saying like, no, hey, why are you feeling this way? Or why are you experiencing this? Let's get down to the bottom of this rather than up oh, nope, here pill. Uh, and so, yeah, now I'm, I'm getting more into like the holistic side and helping people with their problems, like the, with their hormones, with their stress, with their sleep. Because all of that plays into, yep. like you, you, you can't make progress if you're not healthy. So I have to help people get healthy too.
1: So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at now. That's awesome, man. I'm really glad to hear you say that because most Americans, especially, I think it's funny because it's doctors are like, do you know anything about the the, the medical training that physician, most physicians get? Uh it's you know, it's it's pretty. Uh, pretty stressful um no 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 but do you know what they 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 get in terms of <clears> their <throat> understanding of nutrition because because the reason why i ask is because most i don't know if i thought you uh, i don't know if most people uh know this but they get like two weeks on nutrition well and yeah that, some get and, they only or, get like
3: two weeks on the foot which has got like <laughs>
1: some some get more than others
3: your bones. <laughs> sure
1: sure yeah. sure so, sure so, some get more than others but it's just strange to me that like in a nation where i think it's like 8 out of 10 women are overweight uh and, or, and then seven, 6 to 7 i think out of men are are either overweight or obese uh that no one's like saying at the med schools like hey do you think we should like figure out why that is hmm. You know, and it's not yeah. to say there aren't people doing that. I know there's scientists doing that. It's just weird that it took till 20. I don't know, the late 2010s or mid 2010s for people to to realize that because I used to bodybuild and that was something I real. I mean, I, I grew up a chubby kid and there's nothing that gets Count you into Say it
3: right how, now. Half
1: that. Half that. Let's worry. not. Let's let's not make jokes at my expense. Okay. So here's the thing. Like, I, no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to check your credentials. Are you in the club? Are you in the back? <laughs> in- Are you in the chub club? Yeah. Tub, tub club? Yeah. Tub club. Tub club. Tub club. Tub club. No, I I I grew up a chubby kid and I wore oversized clothing because I had immigrant parents who had no regard for how p- other people might perceive me. So you know, which made me look even bigger. Um, yeah. and, and there's nothing like that to, uh, to, to, to have, to mess up your self-esteem for a lifetime. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that got me into lifting a little bit in high school. My parents, whole, that's a whole other story, but my parents wouldn't let me do anything. Uh, immigrant parents, they're like, only school matters. What are you talking about? Uh, there's no, nothing else in life. So uh, so that didn't help. And then once I got away from them, voila, I I dropped a bunch of weight and, uh, you know, started exercising pretty regularly. But I was doing all this research in high school, uh, which was around 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, something like that between I think those those were the years. Yeah. And I just remember coming to the same to a similar conclusion and wondering why no one took that approach and why it's taken us twenty almost twenty years, right? Like fifteen years to like. And and by the way, in the fitness community, people already knew. It's just weird people don't know. Outside the of medical that, community, yeah,
0: it, yeah. There's a there's a gentleman that I that I follow on on TikTok. He's a he's a doctor, and tries to educate you know people on you know the flaws in the in the medical uh, industry. <laughs> And he's, he's really big on like, you know, these, these students that go into medical school don't realize like what questions they need to be asking. And, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, they're just taught, you know, this is just the way we do things like type of type of type of stuff. Um, But there's a there's a document actually. um, And, you know, I I don't know if it gains enough popularity, they'll probably take it down. But it's called death by medicine. And it's an accumulation of certain research papers that were published. I mean, this study in itself, I think it was like, it's like a big meta analysis. Uh, And they they compiled all these papers back in like 2002, or whatever it was. And it just showed like, how often antibiotics were being prescribed that didn't when people didn't need antibiotics, like uh, Mm -hmm. how many medical errors there were, and you would be amazed at How many deaths and how many adverse side effects there have been and it's like they say that uh there was like some some uh what was it people were saying something like the third leading cause of death is uh uh, medical errors or something like that but then there are like snopes and other you know fact checkers that say oh that's a lie and and whatnot it's like no it actually uh has a little bit of truth to it we're just not you know, the, the way that the way that <laughs> statistics and everything can be manipulated. Um, and it's like, uh, it makes sense, because you know, now we have like, antibiotic resistant bacteria and, and things like that, uh, which you know, there are, there are multiple variables that go into that, but still death by medicine, take a look at it, a lot hasn't changed since then, out of all of the developed countries in the world, America ranks dead last in healthcare dead last right. and we when we cost the most um, yeah and that's what I tell people it's like look great. the the medical right yeah in the, the, the medical industry at least in the United States it's profit driven they don't care about your health they care about money right. they want to make yeah. money and so uh, when you are sick and they can continuously just write you prescriptions to manage the symptoms because that's all they're doing they're managing the symptoms they're telling you like for example depression they're telling people like Oh, yeah. Oh, you're you're depressed. Well, it's you need to. There, there's nothing we can do except take this pill. You're depressed for a reason. Like something's going off right. here. Let's take blood work. Let's take a look at everything else that's going on with your body and going on in your life, and let's try to resolve this because you're the the all what all they're doing is they're just saying oh you're helpless. All we can do is just manage the symptoms. You're going to have to take this pill for the rest of your life. Right. Well, that's freaking like that's music to to pharmaceutical companies ears, because now you have to continuously buy their pills for the rest of your life. And so it's not profit is not synonymous with health. And
3: I I, I get what you're saying. Yes, I think in in certain instances, that's definitely can be the case. Uh, But you know, like, uh, let's just take out depression and we'll put a different thing in. Somebody has farsighted. they're just trying to get you to buy glasses for the rest of your life.
0: Oh, well, well, yeah, of course, it's not 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 as a generalization for sure. Okay, certain certain, of course, like certain surgeries are uh, needed. And and certain 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 medications are absolutely needed. antibiotics aren't useless. They're needed for sure. Uh, But it's but it's like, okay, we have to figure out when exactly they're needed. And I can't tell you how many stories I've had uh, people tell me where they had a family member who went into the ER for like chest tightness yeah, come on. they cut co- yeah. and then they send them home and then the person has a heart attack right and it's yeah. like I mean, w- what did you guys do like
3: right um hmm. i i used to i worked at, at a what was i spent a summer working at a hospital and uh i i i wonder if the system is it desensitizes people that are in there that when you walk in you say you have ch- chest uh, tightness that they don't they don't think it's real anymore uh right yeah like, that, that like, checks out
2: because you'd have so many people lying
3: yeah I, my chest hurts i think i'm dying and then you're like you pulled your pec muscle and so yeah it probably hurts like every time right. you breathe it hurts really bad but um yeah but then it even goes too far like one day a guy came in and he just had like he very calmly had a t-shirt held up to his face and he said i just got stabbed in the face and they're like, "Yeah, sure you did. Show me." And the guy goes, "Uh," and he lifts the way, and then blood squirted out of his face onto the counter. And the guy behind the desk screamed and started hitting like the panic button. And the guy just very calmly because he had been stabbed like all the way through the face into the gums, like it, a full Glasgow oh, smile, it, yeah. like a half Joker. It was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, it's. I don't like the ER at all oh. they have bad senses of humor they are really they're
0: like, <laughs> well they're also they're also so stressed out too like
3: yeah there
0: are so many nurses yeah. that i've talked to where oh, yeah. you you have you have a certain patient to nurse ratio that you have to have uh yeah. there are so many hospitals that will stretch that uh really far too and they'll have like uh I forget who it is what organization comes in to do like audits for these types of things but they let them know in advance so that day that nurse to patient ratio is on point uh and and so it's like it's like this this doesn't work this has to be something that's random so that we can hold these hospitals accountable but like uh and, and and not only that but even even doctors these days aren't making as much as you know what they used to uh, right when you factor in debt and inflation, uh, and the fact that yeah. it's these, it's these hospital board members, these hospital executives, they're really breaking in the money. So, yeah, I mean,
2: it's very, so. it's, it's, yeah, it is, it is strange because it's also a very difficult thing to talk about because the moment you start talking about it, people think that in a critical way, people think you're coming out of the nobility of the medical profession. That you're attacking the nobility that is the medical profession. If you if you devote your life to being a healthcare professional, chances are you you are doing it on good foundations because you want to help and 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 things like that. And it's like yeah, like for example in in the like I I make this joke a lot in the UK because we have nationalised healthcare. I say that you have a moral obligation to be as healthy as possible because the whole idea of nationalized anything is that it's for the greater good of everybody. And it's for the benefit of everybody. Right. So don't be unhealthy if you can possibly help it, because you are, if you are, you are an unnecessary burden on a nationalized healthcare Mm. system.
0: Oh, it's, it's the same with ours too.
2: Exactly. And it's like, but then there's the other, like, one of the things that happened in the UK recently was it was like this, this whole thing of, there was a disease going around called strep A, I think it was called. And it was like a, it was a, a and the, the reason why it was scary is it had the opposite of COVID, which is like, it was very bad for children, almost exclusively. And it was not a problem before COVID, but supply chain upsets had caused serious trouble with getting hold of the antibiotics for mm. this, for kids. And so there were kids dying of it. But then you find out, then you find out that the, the antibiotics used to cost 80 pence per like prescription. (laughs) And now they cost £18 per prescription. And it's like, and the other thing, that's another problem with a nationalised system, because it's not their money. So they don't care. Like, if you're sitting down and and it's all funded by tax and GDP, you're not going to go like, Oh, £18. Hang on a minute, it used to be 80 pence. What you're going to do instead is go, Oh, is that how much it costs? Yeah, fine. Where do I sign? And this is this is the trouble. It's like, one of the things that I think that the fitness community, particularly online, And this, this kind of resurgence that it's had is the whole, and something that I'm a big advocate for is to the extent that you can, of course, I hate that I have to make that disclaimer, but I do, uh, take responsibility for your own health as much as you possibly can. And and that's something that I really champion is the idea that
1: I have to wake up early and then I have to like, put on, I have to do (laughs) things, which leads to as
2: you said earlier, Oh. Right. Well, you said earlier, but as you were like, Oh yeah, but why, why hasn't it spilled over into the wider, wider world and, and, and the wider community? And it's like, well, kind of, that's why, isn't it? It's because it's like being disciplined is, is tough and it takes effort and it takes effort to get out of bed and, 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 and go to the gym. Like I, oh, I have awesome. found myself recently out of work. And so I am having to make a point of going to the gym in the morning. I have to yeah. do it. Otherwise I'm off kilter for the rest of the day because I have nothing else to get up for. So but if I'm in the gym in early enough in the morning, not again, because I'm out of work, I'm not ridiculous. I'm not like the 5am club. But it's like just in the gym at the start of the day. Because I know, and it's one of those ones where and this is the difficulty for lots of people. And I don't say this. uh, Judgmentally, I say this just observationally, you have to every morning throw your mind forward to about midday and know that your midday self is thanking your present self because you went to the gym or because you got up and went for a walk or because you got up and, and just went outside like your, your future self. And I don't mean future, like 15 years time going, thank you for investing in Tesla. I just mean 12 PM. Thank you for getting out of bed at eight rather than two in the afternoon. That that's real, but you have to do that every day.
1: Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a saying, uh, I don't know which writer, I think it was an English writer who said, uh, I do not like, uh, I do not enjoy writing, I do not like writing, I like having written, and I've always thought wow. about that with when it comes to the gym. I was like, yeah, I don't, like, I know there are dues, there are fitness dues, I mean, my, my old trainer was like that, it was like, I love the grind in the morning, and I was like, I don't, I'm yeah. here, You're right. I will be You're here. Right. And I'll come tomorrow, and I'll come the day after, and I'll come next week, and so on and so forth. But I don't foresee a day where I'm like, man, I am loving getting up to do Yeah, tennis. yeah, yeah. That that being said, afterwards, I'm glad I did it. Well, you love what it does for you every time. Yep, mm. yep, every time. Well, yeah.
3: I have a question. What about, okay, some people are... Lazy. I'm lazy. I'm not. I don't want to get up. To get wait, up. wait, 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 I, wait, wait, you're understand. like,
1: some people are lazy. I'll uh, say it. Me. me. I am. I'm I, lazy. <laughs> I have to go to work. At, I have to be at
3: work at seven. So if I'm going to go to the gym before work, I got to be up at four. It's, it's just not going to happen. Do like it. I am I, late to work a lot of days. And so <laughs> I need I don't have time, but I uh, I do have the time i just don't have the ability or anyway but what about all the there are like people i call stupid who say things like they their idea of health is like oh i've got this i got this lump on my thing over here oh wait i I have that same lump over here so it's probably fine i won't tell anybody about it and i'll let it just go (laughs) like i so many times i've seen guys do that oh i've got it on both sides I was like, well, you can you can just have a condition on both sides, like that happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think uh, I think
1: that's a little bit different from from what we're kind of speaking on, which is the sort of things you can control. I can't control a lump suddenly appearing. Oh, you know what I I'm what I'm mean?
3: Is those people? They I don't even know if like if you can't even like tell what should and shouldn't be on your body, how can you like? They're all, yeah, they're almost
2: too far the other way, aren't they? And that, that, that's (laughs) an exclusively male thing of like, I'm probably fine. Like it's, it's kind of the opposite of what, well, it's, it's the opposite of what women do with their cars. Like if women hear a noise coming from their car, they'll turn up the music until they can't Uh Uh hear, can't hear the noise anymore. And then thus the problem is gone. Whereas a guy will immediately take the car into the shop that seems to be flipped when it comes to our bodies where like a a man, a woman will have the slightest kind of ailment and go, right, I need to get this fixed. I need to get this looked at because this could affect my health. Men are so much worse for just going like that. That'll probably be fine. Uh, It's probably Dom's. It's probably Dom's. I know that I haven't shit properly for a week, but it's probably Dom's. And like, and we don't, we don't look at it in the same way of like, yeah, like, like you're saying with this hypothetical character of, I love that, by the way. It's like, well, it's symmetrical. So, (laughs) you know, two arms, two lumps. Yeah.
3: It's like Denzel
1: Washington's face. It's great. (laughs) It hurts on both sides, but maybe you
3: You just have your pain spot on both sides of your abs. It just hurts right there. I thought everybody had a
1: tooth that when you hit it the right way, you just (laughs) get knocked out and you're gone for hours. Is that not how it is? I call it my special tooth. (laughs) like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's weird. No, I, I think, I think, I, I, I understand what you're, 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 you're saying. However, there are certain things I think that pe- we can sort of all universally recognize, as much as some people would like to deny, that are indicative of not so great health, and which, to some extent, for most, most people can be controlled now this isn't true for everybody right that i have to say this ben but this isn't true for everybody but i would say for a lot of people and and you know matt correct me if i'm wrong a lot of this stuff is like you say it's holistic it's a lifestyle like readjustment rather than strictly eat this diet that's it all your problems are going to weigh it's like eat this diet also exercise how much sleep do you get at night do you snore Have you seen a sleep doctor? Oh, you have obstructive apnea. That's probably going to interfere with your energy levels. That may lead to why you eat more. I'm just kind of throwing out examples out
3: there. I, I think what you're describing is uh, super expensive in America, like you need to get a sleep study, you need to get a new mattress and like that's, uh, that's a lot. It's hard. It's so yeah. hard no, it is. But uh, what
1: But but do you have to tackle the whole problem? Like, how do you? How, okay, how do you eat an elephant? Yeah, one 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 bite at a time. I'm vegan. I nailed
3: it. A vegan. Nailed it. That's right. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm
1: taking that, that as dead. a sound bite. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: taking that as a sound bite. The dulcet southern tones of a man <laughs> saying "one bite at a time." That. That is, that is perfect.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. true, but it's true though. He's right though. It's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, all right. I can't. You can't get you know a deviated septum surgery tomorrow. That doesn't mean you suddenly stop going to the gym. You know what I mean?
3: I, I, I think, right. Yeah. I it's. I just want to acknowledge how hard it is. I'm. My whole life is about acknowledging absolutely. pain.
1: Well, well, here's the
0: thing too is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing is, like, uh, you, you either way, it, you're gonna have to deal with some form of difficulty, you're gonna have to deal with some right. form of form of struggle, life is struggling. So right. you can either uh, struggle by getting up in the morning and, and, and going to the gym, or you can struggle uh, eventually with no energy, no libido. Uh, right. mood, terrible mood, or even worse inflammation, disease, so on, and so forth. So it's Correct. like, pick your struggle, pick your poison here. And that's basically what people have to do. And you, you have to realize that. Uh, like, and, and here's, here's, here's the problem is, I like to use the analogy of comfort just being like gravity. So, you know, we have grab a gravitational pull that, that keeps us you know down. Uh, and And, in the weight room, we're picking up you know heavier things to battle against gravity, and then our bodies right. develop because of that. And it's the same thing when it comes to to mental mental strength as well. So we have that comfort zone that's got a gravitational pull to it, and it wants to keep us there. So when we try to 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 pick up off of it or push, push off of it or whatever, it's pulling us back down and saying, no, this is not comfortable. But the way that we get that, the way that we build that muscle is we yeah. continue to push off of that gravity and, and use heavier and heavier, or at least more mentally challenging things. Uh, and so, like when when it comes to those types of people, I tell them start small. You don't like. Here's the thing: is like right. if you if you don't if you haven't been going to the gym, if you haven't been training or anything at all, your comfort zone is extremely small. And so, no matter what you do, your body's going to respond. So you could go in there and do one set of everything, and you're going to see results. But eventually, it your comfort zone is going to grow so much that now you're going to have to do a little bit more, uh, and then it mm. just becomes more and more demanding. But because you're not, you know, automatically jumping into like, okay, let's do all these things, you're doing one thing at a mm. time, and 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 you're you're gradually expanding your comfort zone. Then it's I think it's a little bit easier to. Accomplish those things. So I tell people like, "Look, you don't have to go to the gym. Once you start going on a walk, go on a walk first every day, and then go to the gym. You know, something like that."
3: Okay. You mean I? You I mean like that. Uh, you mean, uh, here? Yeah. Can I ask you one question? Okay. I hmm. the last last time I went to the gym uh, uh, before COVID destroyed my life. No, uh, but I was going to the gym <laughs> and like I. I found out that there are some muscles in my body that I've never worked out and nobody ever told me they're like, you should really, you should strengthen your, your hamstrings or, or your triceps. And they are very hard to work out. Like, so I Mm -hmm. got a, I was doing a, uh, was it a skull crusher, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought I picked a a reasonable weight Mm -hmm. of 20 pounds. I was just going to do this with 20 pounds and guess what? Way too much and it was so embarrassing <laughs> like because i was on a bench and i realized i can't do this and i was shaking uncontrollably and, and i had to drop the weight uh-huh. and everybody's yeah what are you doing that's uh, fine how, how do you is is do i just need to know that does that happen to everybody or is it just me am i the embarrassing one
1: it's you it's only you <laughs> none of us has have Getting ever exhausted ever yeah
0: yeah it's it's
1: like i'll I'll tell
0: my i'll I'll tell people who ask me like well how much how much weight do i know or how do i know how much weight to do well you just got to go in there and experiment so start with a really low weight see how it feels and then you know full around that's what i tell people look the first week you go into the gym play around like go in there have some fun get on the machines learn what everything does if you're totally new to the gym and that's what i tell people to do anyway like if you're totally if you're a total beginner go get on the machines those are the easiest things like they're pretty much set up to where you can't screw up, um, and so <laughs> go in and you yeah. know play around with them and and play around with the weights and get a feel for how you know that how how it is. But I tell people like record record your workouts like or at least track your workouts either use an app or uh, use a an, uh, yes. pen, pen and pad yes. so that way you know okay I did this weight last time and it was too easy, uh, so right. next
1: time you
0: mm. do a little bit more.
1: Shout out okay. to uh, FitnessBot. It was an app I worked on. I don't get any money out of from them, but honestly, the best application I've ever. One of the best because all of those my fitness pals and all the, that other stuff makes it so the the UI, the UX is weird. I can check my uh, like Max from like four or five years ago on, on Fitbod, No problem. Hey, all I have to do is search for it. That's so, the
3: one that told me to do the skull crushers. <laughs> OK, that, like I like that one. It was very nice because I could watch a little video and show me this is what you're
1: trying exactly. to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I like um, that, too. But yeah. but but most people. The, the, the thing is, is like, I don't know, man, when it comes to that stuff, I don't look around like I'm embar- embarrassed myself. Bro, if I kept track of how many times I embarrassed myself in a day, yeah. I would just kill myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's just constant. It's <laughs> It's constant. No, for real. Like it's just like, well, that happened. Keep. Let's keep it. And it's all the time. Yeah. Like it's not. I'm not trying to be like cutesy or relatable. It is a thing. I am embarrassing myself either in mm. front of loved ones, uh, people who work under me and would normally uh, uh, respect me, uh, had I not done what I just did. Uh, it is. It's. It's all the time. But the thing I've learned in life, it's kind of something I learned in school, uh, w- when I wanted to succeed in school was, uh, I read it in a book a long time ago. If you want to look, if you want to become an intelligent person, and I think this rule applies everywhere, you're gonna have to get comfortable with looking stupid a right. lot. Yep. And I look dumb. i I am that one guy. Cause and I work in, I work in engineering. I'm not interested in being king of the nerds. So I am that guy who's, he'll raise his hand and be like, what is that? Mm, and some of the nerds right. will be revolted and they'll be like, how could you not know that? And I'll just be like, well, I got laid in, in school. So I don't really know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like, we get it. High school was hard for you, but let's just yeah. move on and try to get this done. So okay, that's yeah. yeah. Everybody was a beginner. So it
2: was I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, there, I'm writing
3: down. I want to make sure that I'm following along. So I've been writing down notes this whole time. Uh, so you're saying you, you just, you need to just jump in and start and, and expect to be <laughs> not good at it. Oh, uh, with and, Pretty uh, much anything and get a notebook and write down what you've done or some way to track what you've done. So you can see, you can track your progress.
2: Is that what you, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: Okay. Um, What, what else Matt, like, what would you say to the idea as well of like establishing what your objective is? Because now I'm, I'm coming at this from Mm. a completely amateurish, uh, perspective. Right. I, I am a, I, I go to the gym for myself. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not, there's no professional capacity. Um, but it's like, one of the things that I kind of learned pretty early on when I started working out was. Aesthetic, I need to put to one side. improving my physique aesthetically I need to put to one side. What I need to focus on is form and uh, incrementally increasing that number, that weight. like as opposed to just going because like what this the reason I bring this up is of course a lot of the reason why why people struggle with sustaining an uh, 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 active lifestyle, let's say, is because when they make aesthetic the goal. And they go home and they look in the mirror and nothing's changed. It's demoralizing. Yeah. When, you know, with me, for example, I remember I was trying to bench, um, uh, dumbbell press and I was wanting to go for, I wanted to hit 40 kilograms. So a hundred pounds, I think that is, what's that? 90 pounds, 90 pounds. I mean, again, no I get no knows my, your I stupid
1: little, little, little English. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Shut up
1: shot 88
2: pounds look at that american flag
1: i i will play toby (laughs) the next time you do that go on
2: (laughs) but it was like so i know i that that number of changing from 38 to 40 kilos was such a barrier in my head of like oh but it's it's a whole other thing but it's like once Mm. i but but by that point i totally forgotten about the idea of aesthetically improving my physique because like, I just want to get to that 40 kilos. And I found that to be quite a, personally, that helped me a lot because I was not going in the mirror and scrutinizing myself every time I just wanted to improve the activity that I was undertaking in the gym. Like what have you ever had this with people where they've, they've consulted you for your advice? Like have you ever, is, is there any merit to what I'm thinking there of like shifting your, objective or just clarifying what the objective is?
0: Yeah, uh, so so what I like to tell people is we we need to have you know, everybody wants to have, of course, results based goals, but I think it's also just as beneficial to have process based goals. So like, you know, uh, for example, like if your ultimate goal is to lose 20 pounds, um, well, then what do you need to do to get there? So that means, you know, of course, it's going to be more than than the gym, it's going to be, you know, your diet and, and sleep and stress management and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But typically, most people are just doing their diet and training. So uh, you can have a process based goal that's like, okay, I at least have to be 90% consistent with my diet. Uh, uh, every every week, or uh, I need to go to bed at you know, 9pm every night, um, those types of things. So it's like, okay, well, here are my daily like process goals. Because here's the thing is, when you when you focus on the results, the process will probably suffer. But when you focus on the process, right. the results, the results will flourish. And so uh, I like to focus on both, you know, because there's nothing wrong with focus on the, focusing on the results. But it's like, you have to realize that the process is what's, is what's going to get you there. So you really got to put your focus on that. Does that help? I I've, Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah, that really, yeah, that's the fact, the way that you, you articulated that of the, when you focus on the results, the process might suffer, but the inverse isn't true. So mm. if you focus on the results, the process will suffer, but if you focus on the process, it's the results don't suffer. That's yeah. massive. That's, yeah, that's huge. Like, what would you say? Is it like a checklist every day? Like a little thing for like, for people to go like, okay, so I, 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 I don't know, I stuck to my calorie count. I, I, I did some physical activity. Like I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm putting myself in the mindset of somebody who is just starting. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the idea that I did something mm, physical, mm. I ate some things that were right, I, I made sure that I didn't go over, I didn't pig out, for example, Like, is it, is that it? Is it a checklist?
0: I mean, that's, that's what I would, uh, recommend. I mean, if if you, if you're the type of person who needs a checklist, but if it's like, uh, for example, you want to hit your macros daily. Well, typically you're going to be tracking your macros daily anyway. Um, but if you want to, if you want to have that checked off the list, you can, of course, but that's basically it. And it's, you know, another way you could say it is habit based goals because you know that your habits are, are what's going to
1: get you there. So, um, what are you trying to say excellence is a habit or something
0: uh yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah but
0: uh but yeah so so it's uh, what i what i've what i've seen people do is they'll, they'll focus on the results and when they were focused on the results they try to speed the process up because they're like i want mm, i want to yeah. get there mm-hmm. but when it comes to health uh you're you're on nature's time, you're on your body's time, your body is what is going to dictate like you, you there's only so much control that you have. So we do we need to focus on the things that you can control. Um, and we need to do it in the in a smart way, a sustainable way. So uh, you have to take that into consideration as well.
1: Can I ask you a, qu- a question? Uh, real quick? Uh, can I ask you a question? I did invite you to, uh, for an interview. Uh, <laughs> So, so why are you reasonable? Why? Cause like, <laughs> here's the thing. No, no, I'm, I'm serious because like, so there's a guy named, named Tim Gunn mm-hmm. on a show called project, uh, runway. Don't ask me how I, I know. Uh, later, I always like, later. I always like Tim Gunn. Why did I always like Tim Gunn? He's like the king. He's one of like the, the biggest figures in fashion. Right. Make it work. Uh, exactly. Make it Mr. Make it work. Yeah. And uh, he he has this thing. I saw an interview with him and he was like, uh, what did he say? He said, you know, all of this is pointless, right? Like fashion and like like all of this is pointless. Like this isn't necessary. It isn't a necessary thing. And it was interesting to me because I'd never heard someone at that level of industry in any industry say this is kind of dumb but where I'm going to just do it. Right. And not on national television like that. And I'm finding that in, especially in the fitness uh, influencer community, right. There's a couple of guys like you're pretty, very, really positive. That other guy you mentioned, uh, something Joey Swall, It seems seems to be pretty positive. Where are your supplements, man? Where are your, um, where are your, where's your, Where's your grift? Why, 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 what are you like? A uh, like a person for like, real? what's, Yeah, what are you? <laughs> yeah, so what's, what's,
0: I mean, like, I'm just, uh, I, I guess I'm more of like the old fashioned type of you provide value and people want to pay, pay you for it. So it's like, I, I got to solve a problem. And I, <laughs> I, it, I, hang can't, on, hang
1: hang Yeah, go on, go on, go
0: on. I say, I can't stand it when, you know, p- people are taking advantage of like, uh, people are coming to you for help. And you're going to tell them like, Oh, yeah, just take this and you'll, all your problems will go away. And it's like, okay, well, there's one on one end, it's like, you know, why did you fall for that? Uh, But on the other end, some of them present really convincing, uh, I guess, marketing tactics in order to get people to do it. And it's like, they're just taking advantage of people's uh desires to be thin or healthier or whatever it may be and that's not that's right so gross yeah it's 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 oh. I, I don't want to be associated with anybody that does that because that's the problem uh in in this world and that's that's uh selling your soul in my in my opinion because you're just trying to do everything you can for a dollar and eventually I think it's going to come come in a catch catch up with you and so it's like I I don't want that reputation I want the reputation of like no Matt helped me and Matt changed my life you should go see yeah. him Uh, cause I, I, uh, it's, it's harder to take that route. It's more difficult, but that's why, that's why you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I'll have, I'll have a much, you know, uh, firmer foundation than those people who are just, you know, trying to make their money on just marketing grifts and things like that. Now, Now I will of course recommend supplements and I have an affiliate link for, for some, but some of them I don't probably more than half of them. I do not, but. I will recommend certain supplements and whatnot to my to my clients depending on the circumstances of what they're dealing with, because some supplements are very effective. But uh, the supplement the guys that you're talking about who are doing the grift that are just like, oh yeah, this will just you know, salt burn it will right. melt the fat off your body. It doesn't work like that.
1: Right. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know yeah. What? I mean,
3: I I can't um, wait to the day that somebody makes a pill that melts the fat off your body. <laughs> Uh, and I think they should get everything. I think they should get all the money in the world. And they, the day they figured out we've well, heard but of it, this I'm pretty sure they haven't figured it like pills. Somebody talked about like the day pills yeah. actually work. Somebody's going to die doing it, uh, it was it Joe Rogan. I think he did that joke about it. That it would be a picture of a guy in a convertible and it's just the- covered him because it's just <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then we figured out it really works. But
1: uh, I can't
3: wait for fat to, to well, not be a thing anymore. We well, you
0: have you have like these new drugs that uh, are, are coming out now. There's a there's some magnetized and Ozympic, yeah, and, not, and, and, and those are like yeah. obesity med- medications. But it's like you got people who are trying to use them that aren't obese. Uh, and and they're just looking for a shortcut, and I'm telling you, like when you when you start to look for shortcuts like that, you're gonna you're gonna end up taking a, a detour you don't want to take, and there are typically like side effects yeah. and things like that, and you don't want to have to be reliant upon it. it's a crutch is what it is. So, right. Well, what's, if, if
3: you the... don't need to take like uh like a celebrity is getting ready for like if. Is Kim Kardashian still a celebrity? Jake
1: Gyllenhaal, UFC movie coming right.
3: Jake! Jake Gyllenhaal, he, you know he needs to he needs to cut that last bit. I, you know, probably don't take that. You could probably stuff up, uh, but you know, if you're if you're two hundred pounds overweight, hey, what do you got to lose?
1: Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, all, that's all interesting.
3: that weight. That's what you got well, to Well, and there's there's
0: <laughs> there's a lot of side effects. I mean, you know, I, I guess it's because here's the thing, it's like doing it naturally, of course, is preferred uh, because, mm. you know, when you're when you're getting in with pharmaceuticals, you always have to take side effects into consideration. And there are okay, some, you, you know, serious side effects of those medications. They're not 100% safe. So uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I really don't know what to think about. It. There are people who say that obesity is a disease. And part of me thinks that, it is because here's the thing, like you have a, a, a ton of brilliant doctors, and I, I follow a few of them uh, on Instagram. And it's like, okay, well, they've been working with these people for years. And mm. uh, they know a, more about it than than I do. And if they're saying that it's it, it's a disease, then it's like, okay, there, there probably is something to that. But Uh, with that being said there still is a root cause because there didn't used to be all these obese people everywhere so so like where 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 can we find the root cause like what is happening here and uh it 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 still is lifestyle choices as well it's not we we can't just push that to the side it's oh it's just a disease no uh, it may reach a point where it does become a disease like maybe hormonally I don't know um there are certain types of fat that people cannot lose um brown it, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and
0: and so it's 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 like a lot of people don't realize that and they want to uh, they want to uh, condemn or criticize these these obese people but I know certain obese people who have really tried. They they really try. And it is difficult. Yeah. I, I work with a few and and uh, it's it's so hard. Uh, and, and I have to keep that in mind because it's like, okay, look, like this is a mental battle for them more than more than it is a physical battle. Yes. And so like yes. I, I can't I, I I don't get on them or get on to them or get on their case or anything like that. I have to I have to be like a I hate to use the term safe space. But I have to be someone who can, they can come to, they can confide in. Yeah. And I encourage them to do that yeah. when, whenever they do like mess up or, or whatever it is, or, and it's still even still me, you know, trying to portray myself like that or communicate that to them, it's still difficult for them to acknowledge and, and come to me, uh, for, for help. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's much harder than what people think it
1: is. It's not just eat, eat less, move more. Right. Connect. I... Can I ask okay so this you brought up two interesting things you one the mental health part i think is really interesting because that i think the mental health thing falls under the same challenges as sort of the regular medical stuff where people aren't incentivized to actually take care of what's in you know what's going on up there right because there is an incentive to keep you coming back uh, and I would, I would count the mental health industry as, as part of that facility. So oh, yeah. in some ways you're, you're kind of being hit by this, this two pronged attack where it's like, okay, well, I can't, I can go to the, I could go to the, uh, I can go to the hospital, but they're not going to tell me what I really need to do. Uh, or I can go to this health person and they're going to tell me, well, I'm good at any size I am. And it's like, well, maybe that's not true, but the, the point is, is you're having two authoritative figures telling you possibly not the right information and not giving you the right tools to like for, for one of your clients, uh, for example, like you're not a, I'm, I mean, maybe you are, I don't know, Matt, you do, you're a talented, man. Uh, I, I don't think you're a licensed therapist. Like why should that burden? It's kind of like when school teachers are are shoved with the mental health problems of kids, it's like. Well, they're a teacher. They're not trained you. are a personal trainer. You're not supposed to be, you know, dealing with these people's problems. And that's that's really interesting to me. And I'd never thought of that before. Actually,
0: yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's necessary. Uh, There's a there's definitely a psychological uh, aspect of you know any relationship, of course. And so uh, I think it's important to be like an empathetic person. when you're working with people who are struggling in that way because i I do i have i have a few clients who they don't have anybody to confide in and so when i hear that when they do when they do their check-ins with me because a lot of times i'll ask them like okay hey how are stress levels how are your how's your mood i'll ask them everything like every week i'll have you know what their mood is based on a scale from one to ten well if i see that it's kind of an increase or gone up you know like last week it was a five this week it's an eight uh well hey man what's going on what's what's uh why did uh why did your Why did your trust go up or why'd your, why'd your mood come down? And like, oh, well, you know, I had to, I had to go put my dog down. It's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, to hear about that. I, I had a, I had one client whose you know, father got in the hospital and, uh, she didn't do her check-in. And so I messaged her like, Hey, are you okay? Is everything fine? I haven't heard from you. Just wanted to check on you. Uh, and I think that, I think that matters. I think that's, uh, that's important because, uh, like, these are people that like came to me for help, like they they want to, uh, you know, in, in improve their life, they think, you know, of course, they know that becoming healthier will help them in, improve their quality of life. And so it's like, I know that there's a mental aspect of it, because I faced it as well, like I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I battle with it, uh, as well. And I don't think the battle ever really goes away, it just kind of changes. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, i i'm kind of able to put myself in in their shoes a little bit and and let them know like hey you know i i i do care i understand that it's difficult you know but hey take your take your time to do you know whatever whatever's going on in your life and then come back whenever you're ready like i'll still be here you know it's don't worry about it i'm not going to shame you for you know not being on your diet for a week you're going through a rough time here like I, i i understand so I I try to get ahead of that because I know that uh, shame, shame can be toxic. Sometimes there's, there's two types of shame. There's, there's shame, shame and shame can be healthy and it can be unhealthy. And the difference between the unhealthy and the healthy type of shame is that the healthy shame comes from your conscience. So Mm -hmm. it's when you know that you've done something that you shouldn't have done and you did it anyway, and you feel guilty or or shameful because of that. Uh, The second unhealthy way is when it comes from your inner critic which who is just, you know, wanting to just kind of pick at you for whatever little thing, and it's not even really necessary. Um, and so you it's, it's kind of difficult to distinguish between the two. Uh, but because I understand that I'm able to kind of point that out for people and say, Hey, look, that's not the healthy kind of shame that we want here. Uh, you don't you don't have to feel shameful about this. This is okay. Uh, because another, another aspect of about it as well, is that a lot of people think they have to be perfect with everything like, Oh, I messed up on my diet. Everything is ruined. And it's like, no, it's not. Everything's not ruined. You're totally fine. You messed up. You're a human. Let's just get back on track and keep moving forward. That's the difference. So it's like, uh, it's not the fact that people mess up on their diet. That's inevitable. That's going to happen. The real challenge is when they mess up getting back on their diet. So yeah, so yeah, I yeah. tell them, like, look, yeah. you're, you're going to mess up already. Accept that you're human, you're going to make a mistake, yeah. you're going to screw up at some point. And I want to tell you that right now, right off the bat, because when that happens, it's going to be a very important learning experience for us. And I want you to go ahead and just forgive yourself for it. Brush it off, take whatever you could learn from it, and then get back to work and keep going. Uh, because I'll have you know clients that will check in and be like, Yeah, you know, I had three stressful days at work and had to work overtime and they supplied lunch and I didn't have enough food and I had to eat that food. And, uh, I I stepped on the scale this morning and now I've gained all the weight back that I've lost at this point. And it's like, whoa, wait a second here. chill out. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, you're totally fine. Like I had to basically talk them off the ledge and it's like, look, this has happened before. Trust me when I tell you, when you get back to the process, it's like, look, i don't want you to do any more cardio as like a form of punishment or trying to catch up to where you would have been previously or uh,
1: skip any meals or,
0: skip yeah. or anything just get yeah, back to correct. what we were doing and i promise you right. in the span of two to five days who knows how long it will be your weight's going to be back It'll down be below where it was before and sure enough correct. lo and behold they're like matt it's back down i hit a new low today and it's like i told you and so now yeah. that they have that experience, they, they're okay with it. They're like, oh, okay, now I know. And so that's like a huge breakthrough moment.
3: Yeah. Because yeah, you fantastic. can trust that it, you're like, this is working. I, I'm not, uh, I can continue. I can trust. I used to write on my hand, like, you know, like uh, stay calm, have fun. Because you're, when you're on stage and you're doing jokes and like the first joke doesn't hit. You're like, oh shit, no, well, not, so, I'm sure <laughs>
0: I'm sure there's yeah.
3: now no, ju- no laugh. So I, I got to speed up to get to that next laugh because I want right. to get right. people laughing, but you go too fast and it's like, ah, uh, you know what? You that joke came guy. out weird. That one doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. work. Yeah, All right, yeah. let's go faster to get to the next one. And now you're in this crazy spiral of you sound insane because <laughs> none of the you're, you're just rattling through jokes and being like, is any of this funny? And And do
2: you know know what's fantastic about that, Derek, like from that analogy that you just drawn between fitness and comedy, which to the untrained ear probably sounds a bit strange, but it really isn't, is the importance of uh, mindset. Because like listening to you speaking just then, Matt, it's like the, the one that really has resonated with me and stuck with me, especially when we talk about matters of health and fitness, is when you were speaking about you with your client, and you got okay, are oh, you dropped from an eight to a five? Why? Why did that? happen? <laughs> because that that's my biggest gripe with what is not said right now. Like when, for example, previously in the conversation, when we were talking about because there's a, there's a few things that really link back to what we've spoken about already, right? Like, right off the top, talking about, well, assume that it's good. Assume that the person approaching you in the gym is good is the same hymn sheet as Assume that at some point you are going to mess up. Assume, assume at some point throughout our fitness plan and me being your fitness coach that you are going to mess up because now you're not shocked when that does happen because we yeah. knew that was going to happen. And yep. it's like, but, but it's but the it's point awesome. of why. Sorry, I, I just address it because no, it's addressing sure. the root cause of um, like when we talk about the, the, That's why I think because I'm I'm anticipating your stance on it a little bit. So please correct me if I'm wrong. But like for example, I'm projecting as well. My biggest problem with the speed to uh, administer antidepressant medication is it's not addressing the why it's addressing the here and now and the symptom. It's not addressing the root cause. And that that like when you're when you're saying that about your client, okay, why did that happen? Oh, you had to put your dog down. Okay, well, now the reason why we can forgive ourselves is that makes sense. Mm -hmm. If it's just like, I woke up and thought, ah, screw it i'm gonna pig out on as much chocolate as i want well now that's a different issue that we need to address but if something beyond your control has affected your circumstances well look as you say we're only human but that that for me the the most salient point there is why why did that happen because that's also why i asked you the question earlier of why do you want to work out is it for aesthetics is it for weight is it for I don't know confidence, whatever, whatever the case may be. But get it's oh, yeah. Select, yeah. singling. Yeah. Get even if it is get chicks. Look, like that's that's no. that's fine if that's your why. Yeah.
0: No, I, I tell people like look, because uh, that's uh, a lot of times when I'll do like uh, I'll have uh, strategy sessions with people uh, online who are interested with in in, in coaching, and uh, you know of course during that session I'm asking okay like what do you want to accomplish this for like what's the driving factor behind this. And a lot of times, uh, you know, people will just tell me like, Yeah, I just, you know, I want to I want to feel better. And it's like, No, I want to dig deeper than that. Okay, so what do you mean yeah, by yeah. feel better, and I have to peel back the layers of the the onion or whatever you want to call it an analogy there, um, and, and try to really get down to the bottom of it. And uh, th- I think that's important, because if you don't know why you're doing it, then it's like, okay, well, it's, it's much easier for me, I think, to, for, for someone to give up when they don't re- know why they're doing something. And Absolutely. also, Absolutely. go going to the I gym. Know. I don't care what your reason is to go to the gym. If you want to be more attractive, that's totally acceptable. Like, don't let anybody tell you like, Oh, you're just going to the gym, for, like, as if that's an insult, like you're going to the gym for girls, like, right. of course <laughs> you're going to the gym for girls like, give me a break. Right. <laughs> I don't care if it gets you in the gym. If it gets you in the gym, you're doing a good thing for yourself.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. I got two things. One, uh, you, you, you were talking about the thing uh, of like the shame. Uh, like what? Um, I've heard this, uh, like a talk somebody gave a long time ago. It was like, uh, there are two types of these feelings. It's uh, it shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And it was like guilt is I did something wrong. And then, uh, or I did something bad and then shame as I am. Bad. Yeah. Mm. And, and so you try to avoid wow. shame and just acknowledge guilt and that helps. Um, and then, oh, the other thing was, uh, oh, why am I doing this? I, I, I was reading a book and somebody said that like, uh, when hard, it's hard to remember why you're doing it. You want to give up. And I think it was army range, like, like a podcast, military, uh, they, <laughs> They would go, uh, whenever they see somebody struggling, they will ask them, which is great to have somebody there to ask you, why are you doing this? And you have to have a response. And they find that is a good way to stay motivated. Like I'm doing, I'm training to be an army ranger for my family. You are like, oh yeah. Oh,
0: that's a big one too. Uh, So like uh, oftentimes, and I think, I think it was James Clear that I got this from, uh, where he talks about and 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 when someone you know asks you know, what are you doing or whatever um or or what are you trying to accomplish uh instead of saying something like you yeah, I'm I'm trying to lose 15 pounds well that just sounds yeah. kind of like temporary uh and and mm-hmm. it, instead instead word it as in I'm becoming a, a fitter person I'm becoming a healthier person I'm becoming a leaner mm-hmm. person uh so if you kind of uh uh I guess put it in those terms instead of of like who you're becoming it's bigger than you it's 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 and it's not temporary it's I love that. it's who you're becoming so it's like okay yeah. the yeah. the perspective there and it's like here's the thing it's like you don't know what you don't know so you have to have somebody that points these things out to you which is that was a big one for me is like oh okay well uh I'm becoming this that's so much better and so much you know i i guess uh purposeful than i um, I'm losing fifteen pounds yeah
1: and you know? right. and 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 it, and it leads to what lends to what you guys were saying earlier where uh it makes it, it kind of makes it harder to give up when you have a sort of more ethereal uh goal like that yeah. it's not like i'm going to lose fifty pounds well I lost you know or I, I messed up and lost. Uh, two pound or gain back two pounds. So like the way I think of it is, is like, all right, let's say we let's see. The four of us were on a road trip, right? You, Matt Bennett and, and Derek and I. Sure, um, yeah. OK, uh, <laughs> fair enough. And. Even 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 in a hypothetical, you do you do this shit. That's I hysterical. That. To me. He's just so. So we're all on a car trip, right? we're heading up, uh, we're heading through the Rocky mountains. I grew up in Colorado, heading through the Rocky mountains. Uh, one of our tires goes, goes flat. Do we just stop whatever journey we're on and be like, well, our tires flat. We obviously are just going to go back home and give up on the entire journey. Right? No, we'll probably, we're probably going to get the tire fixed. Are we going to be inconvenienced? probably yeah. am i going to be more irritable or irritable i should say irritable <laughs> i've been made up so many words in this podcast am i going to be more irritable than even how i normally am irritable probably steer clear from me right but we're going to get it fixed and we're going to keep the journey going it wouldn't make sense if we all just gave up and went back to back right. down the mountain <laughs> so yes yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what i get out of this
0: so there's a. And I'm glad you brought this up because it, it just sparked this in, in my mind. Uh, there's a book that I'm reading right now called neutral thinking. And I highly recommend y'all y'all listen to it uh, or, yeah. or read it. I'm listening to it on who's, Audible.
1: Who's the who's the Trev, author? Trevor
0: Trevor Mo, Trevor Moad. So okay, Trevor uh, is like a sports psychologist, or he he was So Trevor actually passed away, I think in 2021 from from a cancer a serious form of cancer. Well, Uh, if y'all follow, uh, uh, American football, NFL football, uh, you'll, you'll know Russell Wilson. Well, Trevor was Russell Wilson's like mentality coach basically. Uh, so, so, so you have, you have in the NFL, of course, at the highest levels and, and other sports now, sports are becoming so, uh, streamlined and so like, you know, try to find that competitive edge that not only are we preparing ourselves physically now, but we're getting coached mentally as well. And that's so important and it makes a ton of sense. But Trevor worked with Nick Saban at Alabama, Kirby smart at, mm. at Georgia. Uh, he's worked with mm. some, some tennis players. I think some baseball players as well. Um, and and so his big thing was like, and, and here's, here's what everybody usually assumes is like, okay, negative thinking is bad. We don't want to think negatively. So when we try to think negatively, what do we what do we all of a sudden, or at least, uh, I guess, our reaction is to think positively instead? Well, he's like, Trevor Mm -hmm. says, No, that's wrong. Don't do that. (laughs) Because as (laughs) humans, our natural affinity is not to think positively, it is to think negatively. But uh, there is a way to combat that and he calls it neutral thinking. And so this book, talks about that. talks about neutral thinking and, and just getting back to neutral so like this past year this past football season was russell wilson's first year without trevor and y'all see how he played it was like not his best year That's um talk about that but he that pass yeah yeah but yeah, but he yeah. but he 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 tried and, and the things like him him saying uh him always ending his like uh uh news conferences or whatever with uh Broncos country let's ride that's him like doing the whole getting back to neutral thing uh Mm. because you gotta think as like a quarterback if you throw an interception or or something and the momentum shifts in the game that's all on you that's really tough to let that it's easy to get let that get to you so Mm. having somewhere someone there there, extra week yeah and and having having someone wait what did you say Derek I
3: said, that's because quarterbacks are weak. I hate quarterbacks. <laughs> so, <But> so, Derek, <laughs> Derek, I know Derek let, me,
1: let, I know me, let me step in. Let me step in. <laughs> I just Derek, don't like quarterbacks. Derek has declared a fatwa against all quarterbacks. I believe it has be to do with, I think it has to do with his being an offensive lineman. Who yeah. knows?
3: And, uh, an
1: lineman. and a defensive lineman, apparently. <laughs> so, there's definitely no resentment there. No. And so, so, that's probably <laughs> why you're gonna hear quips like that, but but go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah, sorry. no, you're good. Uh, so basically, um, yeah, that's that's what he was using to try to get back to to neutral, because like I said, the, you do something that changes the momentum of the game uh, negatively for your team, then that can weigh on you. It's real easy to let that weigh on you. So it's trying to get back into a, a state of mind where you can move forward that's so important. And that's kind of what Trevor was there for. Uh, and he, of course, uh, I think he, he had like a PhD in psychology and things like that. So
1: yeah, uh, he was he was well educated. Yeah, yeah, is what I'm reading. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so like, uh, uh, I haven't finished the book yet, but I'm, I'm starting it. And it's, you know, it's a pretty, uh, pretty What's cool call the concept. Neutral. Getting to neutral, neutral
2: thinking,
0: oh, it's getting to neutral. I'm sorry, getting to neutral. Love it getting yeah. to neutral. Wow, okay.
3: And I, I just think... want to check on that. Uh, you also you brought up uh uh James Clear. Is that from like Atomic Habits?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
3: Okay, cool. I'm writing these down cuz this this is awesome. I like this stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Mindsets and uh, you know. Oh. It's like one of the cheapest things you can
0: So, you can work out. One book that I also have to recommend <laughs> and this this doesn't <laughs> this doesn't, uh, have to do with like health and health and fitness or anything like that. Uh, but it's just, I think everybody should read this book because negotiating is a part of everything that you do. We even, we even negotiate with
1: ourselves. Um, I thought you were gonna be like game of Thrones. (laughs) If you guys have read it before, but Uh, (laughs) But, but it's uh
0: never split the difference by Chris Voss. I book. Sir, yeah, like I've
1: read Never Split the Difference. One of the inspired, top one so of the yeah. top
0: three books that uh, I'll recommend anyone uh, to read. Can because... I recommend
1: you can I recommend you one that you might like if you like Never Split the Difference? Absolutely. Uh, uh, getting to Getting to Yes. OK, I've... it's it's a it's a very famous uh, negotiations tactics book, uh, if that's 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 your sort of thing. But anyways, go on. I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, I was I was uh, going to put that down. I, I wasn't sure if I already had that one or if I need to look it up. But um, it's pretty
1: good. It's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what, it's like the classic. Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
0: No, you're good. Uh, what I was going to say was uh, I actually uh, uh, was able to negotiate like a few thousand dollars back for my girlfriend that she wouldn't have otherwise gotten. Like, and I was like, oh my god, I paid what fifteen right. bucks for this book. And it's already like returned and, and like just off of the information that i learned in the book and uh because she was arguing with this person and i was like yeah i was like what are you telling them nope. i was like do you want your money back and she said yes and i said well then you stop texting them and you let me tell you what to say so she would relay back what they would say and then i would tell her how to respond and Sure enough, the person was just like, okay, I'll get you your money back. And it was like, whoa, did I really just do that? Like, and and so, so, so like, are you, are you a big reader? I didn't, I didn't
1: know this about you actually.
0: Yeah. uh, Not, not as much as I used to, um, but I I do have a pretty, pretty decent library. um, And I'm more so trying to actual read like physical books now uh, getting away from like audible as much oh, as man, especially is, <laughs> well, it, it depends on the book. So like, if it's, if there's no story or anything involved, I can't follow it when listening to it. Like if it's a scientific book that I'm reading, uh, there's one that I tried to listen to, uh, talking about stress and it was why zebras don't get ulcers. I just couldn't follow it. I couldn't That's follow it. One.
1: That's a good one. Well, how could you? There's charts in. I hate when they they offer audiobooks for shit like that because it's like follow us in the audiobook. There's a study in here that you just copy and paste it into it. Like you're gonna go through the charts and it and just read gets all read all out numbers. loud. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. I'd rather die. Yeah, like yeah, it's so yeah.
2: difficult. It, I've I've tried doing that with Thomas Sowell. I've tried listening to his audiobooks, but the amount of that. notes that they just that the the, the like one of my big criteria for a good audiobook as well is when the author reads it because even if they don't have the most listenable voice even if, even if they don't have a, a voice of butter they still know because they wrote it where the inflection should be and where the emphasis should be whereas when you're giving it to a third party you don't really True. get that so thomas sowell not only is it given to a third party it's then half the book is notes and and he's mm. an economics and he's like, and then the, the narrator is just going like appendix one, column one <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: uh, item. And, his, uh, and, then, and then he doesn't know, how do I read it? Do uh, I read
2: the, the table across and then down, down and then across? And it's so, but no audio books, are fantastic for so many things, especially yeah, when you get the author with the emphasis, like I'm looking, I was looking up the, um, Oh, just wrote it down. Oh, um, never split the difference. And it was like that, that one is one where I'm like a negotiation tactic book like that audio book that fits that down to a T the idea of being able Mm -hmm. to listen to that Mm because you can listen to how you're supposed to speak as well as what you're supposed to say.
0: Yeah. And he's got so many great stories in there because he was the FBI's lead hostage negotiator. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's badass, but yeah, to your point, Ben, as well. Like cy- psycho cybernetics, I think is the book that I tried to read once, and the 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 that's a good one. The the narrator was just, oh, dude. I was like, I'd rather kill myself than listen to this guy. Like, yeah. it was it was awful. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I spent money on this. Like, but uh, yeah. but it's just like that no, sometimes. It's so true. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah, it do be like oh, that man. this. So, s- go on,
2: go on. No, go on, Baze.
1: No, no.
0: Well, I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say like the books now that I'm reading, because like I, because I'm like trying to hone my skills in as a coach, and I'm more getting into like, you know, like holistic approaches, and you know trying to find the root cause of, of certain issues. Uh, right. Because, you know, there are like so many autoimmune conditions. And, and, and you know, everybody, in, and especially in the States, everyone's so stressed out. So it's like, okay, what are some things that I can do to help people out? So I read this I read a book about uh uh, stress and how stress can you know hinder fat loss progress and what you can Mm -hmm. do about it and that was by far it's called the cortisol connection that was by Mm -hmm. far one of the best Mm -hmm. uh books that i've that i've read um but you know i'm picking up books now on like gastro uh intestinal issues and you know, trying to trying to read more of those things that can help me kind of hone in my skills as as a coach. So I don't necessarily read for for much enjoyment as much as I used to. Uh, but I still appreciate these things, because now I can apply the things that I learned in these books to my clients, and see how it affects them. And it's already paid off. Like, so uh, that's, that's more so the things that I'm reading nowadays. So, uh, so do you ever
3: read the book, uh, inner game of tennis, I feel like that's the isn't that like the mantra of all coaches? It's the inner game of tennis. Anybody? The I never heard about that. Inner game no? of tennis. Oh no. Okay, it was okay. It was a guy who was a tennis coach, but he developed a way of coaching, and then it's as he uses tennis as the way to describe coaching, but it has been applied uh, across the board. I don't. I, I'm curious how coaches feel about it. Seems pretty good. Kind of works on mm-hmm. mentality. How to absorb information
1: is that a good audio uh, one?
3: Yeah, okay. I like it a lot
1: yeah i, I got a, I got a question for you because you're you're a pretty positive guy. Um, so I'm gonna, I might be throwing a curveball at you. What do you think of the body positivity movement and what that's all about?
0: Huh. Uh, well <laughs> i I think it was initially a good thing, um, and then it was hijacked. Which movements typically are hijacked by extremists? Um, mm-hmm. I think body positivity was originally for people who couldn't change their bodies, like uh, amputees uh, or, mm-hmm. or any any sort of uh, body. Uh, what is it? Uh, just dysmorphia. Yeah, well, yeah. not not dysmorphia, but uh, you know some something that happened to your body, like like an amputee, where like you you can't or burn victims or, or people who like they, their appearance changed. Mm. And they need to accept themselves. I think that's so important. I think that's, I think that's what it should be about. Uh, but I think that it it was eventually at some point hijacked by, you know, fat acceptance people. And it's like, I, I still think that people should accept themselves for who they are. Yes, absolutely. But I don't think that it should be used as an excuse to continue your unhealthy habits. I don't think that it's mm. an excuse to remain who you are. Uh, I, I think that we should always be trying to, to, to get better, to better ourselves. And I think it also kind of discounts the people who can't change. If, if you can change, mm. then by all means, change. But, you know, don't don't say that you're you're a part of the body positivity movement when you can change and you're just making unhealthy choices. Uh, it's
1: right. interesting that you say that because you bring up something that not most people bring and that seems to be the theme. I feel like that's the theme of this century is like by high, by these extremist hijacking stuff in every circumstance real victims or people who really do suffer from things. And I'm not saying that everybody who claims that they, you know, even amongst extremists, I know some of them are actually are definitely struggling with some stuff, probably why they're extremists. But um, I've never thought of the fact that, hey, actually, there are, are people who can't really do anything. They're a minority. Yes. But now we're taking away from them. Yeah. And it's the people who actually do have power to do things. Like to, and, that's, and that's the thing. That's why people are like, well, why don't you just lose weight, right? Because in their minds, they're thinking of the a-hole who hijacked the movement rather than right. the, per- the person who could have been part of that tiny minority, mm-hmm. right? right? And that's, that sucks, man. Jesus, that's something I never thought about uh, in the context of weight. Mm-hmm. Or like weightlifting, or or weight or weight loss. It's like, what do you? Yeah, that that sucks. I I mean, bro, I I grew up a, a fat kid. I have nothing but empathy for, like, you know, when I see those like gym locker or those like TikTok videos, I'm like, Yeesh, Like, I don't, I don't know. I I what, I, I think
3: what videos? I don't know what you're talking the, about. The
1: the videos of like gals who are like. um you know, checking to see if a dude is, is looking at them or oh, not. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, you're really ruin You're not just ruining it, it ruining it for guys. Yeah, you're ruining it for regular people, like regular people, people who just want to improve their lives. Like, imagine if you're a fat dude and you just took a glance okay. at some chick, right? <laughs> Derek's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm there, I'm, I'm here. I'm following. following, and you just take a glance at a chick, and she puts it on TikTok. And you genuinely just wanted to come in and, and help yourself. You're not trying to be a creepo, you're not like, like one of those weird videos where the guy tries to help a girl, you know, finish a set. You're not, you're just a dude who's just been depressed forever and is finally trying to, you know, turn a new leaf. Imagine that video being put on for millions of people and 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 even if she, you know, is is ends up being in the wrong, which a lot of the times these girls get flack, but like it's still for me anyways, knowing where where my mental state was um, as illogical as it sounds, it's like, okay, everyone knows I'm fat now. Millions of people know Mm -hmm. it was fine that people in my vicinity knew that I was fat. Now the whole world knows I'm fat. Not fun. No, nah. not great. And I don't you know, know it's what. Also like... And yeah, go sorry. On. Go on.
3: It also reminded me of the Jim Gaffigan bit where he's talking about they always take uh, B-roll of or like people walking on the street and it's just a fat guy and they blurt his face out. <laughs> that like... guy knows he's a... him. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just... <laughs>
2: And then everybody
1: yeah.
3: that
2: sees it's like, "Hey,
3: Bill, I saw your fat ass on the news." It's like, oh
2: god! <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then with the with the uh, in the gym, like the the filming people and like the whole thing of um, oh, sort of like guys being the the girl thinking that the guy's being a creep when it's just like just something you do as a human being is use your eyes and your eyes just flick at various <laughs> points of interest when you <laughs> enter a room. And your Mm. eyes have evolved for millions of years to identify people. And, and so it's like, but then I saw this parody video of these three guys in the gym and they were using a cut to a girl who was squatting and, and struggling at the bottom of her squat. And they're all just kind of, and it's, it's a little comedy sketch, but they're going like, and she's clearly stuck, right? She can't get up. And there they're going like, I'm not going to help her. I'm not a gym creep. And and then like and the and that but the reason that's funny, like any good joke, is because it's true. And so it's like it's actually detrimental to women who just want to use the gym because if you are stuck at the bottom of a squat, you don't just you just need the nearest person to come help you. But now all these people are sitting there going like, oh god, there's another phone on a tripod and it's filming her. And it's like, like the amount of times where I have second guessed where to go are they using the front-facing camera or the main camera do they care about looking at themselves or <laughs> megapixels i don't know which side of the camera yep. they're in front of and then i'll in in there invariably walk around the wrong side and just ruin their shot and then i'm sitting there going like, look i tried okay i tried but and, and it's a, it's a tough one because it's like the the i'm then assuming in the same way that they're assuming that every guy looking at them is a creep i'm then assuming as a reaction which is not good <laughs> nah. that every girl who films himself in the gym in is vain there. as hell <laughs> well no just that just that the vanity is through the roof and it's like no one cares about your but hip thrusts just do your workout and go home like, i'm like like everybody else
0: i i'm like I, I i hope some girl has the audacity to try to embarrass me uh at the gym <laughs> on, on, on on camera like Mm-hmm. I will turn it around on her so fast, and yeah. and I I can't wait for like that to happen. Like and I've I've seen I've oh, seen yeah. uh uh a, a one or two, um. But it's like I want it to happen for me so bad.
1: <laughs> why? Wait, wait, wait. Why? Because my my I want yeah. I want to hear what your plan is. Because my my favorite one so far has been that blind guy where the woman comes oh, yeah. up to him and that guy's my favorite. Oh she's man, like, that was awful. Like, I didn't come. Okay. So for anybody who doesn't know, there's a, a blind, I forget his name. He's called the blind surfer mm-hmm. on YouTube. It seems like a cool guy actually. Um, and he is doing, I think tricep extensions or something. He's doing something tricep or maybe a machine tricep cable. It doesn't matter, whatever. So, so he's this woman apparently stops up, up, up to him. And keep in mind, he's blind, so he doesn't see anything and. This woman stops up to him and says, I didn't come to the gym to be stared at. And he's like, huh? Uh, (laughs) I didn't come to the gym to be stared at. And he was like, oh, I'm blind. And uh, here's, you know, I I don't I just look into I just look at anything. Sorry, I didn't mean to look at you. And she's like, well, that doesn't matter. And then (laughs) ten minutes later. (laughs) Ten.
0: (laughs) ten. He was. He was like, "What? (laughs) I'm I'm blind."
1: It gets better. (laughs) That doesn't matter. (laughs) It gets better. Uh, Ten minutes later, a manager comes to see him, and and he, he talks to him, and he's like, "I don't really like how you're making some of our patrons uncomfortable. Please, just you know, if you could, if you could stop staring at them, that I'd really appreciate that." And he goes and he he picks up from his wallet a card from the National Association of Blind Individuals, right? The card that legitimizes that he is, in fact, blind, hands it over to them and same response. And the guy is just like, like, well, be that as it may be. Please just stop staring at people. And he was like. OK, like like like. there's no and it's stories like that where it's just like, you know, I understand where people's hesitation comes from now. Like for me personally, I if I'm at the gym and you've I don't, you probably have gotten this too. women will flirt with you at the gym after you've definitely reached a certain size. Right. And uh, they do it in really coy ways. Uh and if i had reacted the same way as as this woman to this man who wasn't in, interested in her in, and at, at all mostly because he's you know blind like would i would i be would i have been treated the same way would it have been no. handled the same way probably yep. not right no and that's and that's fine that's fine i can i can get over that what i don't think is 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 cool is uh, i mean it's not fine honestly but what I don't, I don't think is, is cool is this assumption that you're in a public space and even where people might look is catered. Now there's a difference between a leer and a, uh, you know, and just a quick glance or just looking around, like whatever, right. You're looking around, you're listening to music and even that that's being managed and i wonder again like what sort of collateral damage comes out of that cuz again if i'm an overweight person uh, let me tell you a story one time i was i was working out and there was an overweight w- woman in front of me and i was listening to comedy albums that was a bad decision to while i was uh, while i was working out cuz i was just laughing yeah. the whole time and you can't you can't, you can't day, contract a muscle when you're laughing
2: like correct. You, you, and you yeah
1: yeah No, I'm fine. I'm uh, built like an ox. Right. No, but but the work that I was doing was one where it was it was fine. And uh, I just to this day remember laughing and this woman like shooting up and then just leaving. And I think about her all the time because I feel horrible. I don't know if it was me, but I feel horrible that if if I was the one who (laughs) contributed to that because I was just listening to a record and and as someone who's been overweight. I know that feeling very well mm-hmm. and and I have nothing but like, again, nothing but empathy for it. I wonder where this disconnect of empathy is coming from. Like, why are these is your thir- oh, is, is
0: yeah, I heard, on. I heard a really interesting uh, perspective on this and like because these younger generations are now growing up with social media and whatnot. It's like expanding. Uh, like narcissistic personality disorder. Like, people are are are, Are you
1: talking about Jonathan heights research recently? I don't don't, don't know who it
0: was. But uh, yeah, but yeah, apparently, like, you know, they're seeing that they've got all these all this attention on on social media and, and and whatnot. And I I guess it's just affecting because here's the thing is like, I didn't grow up with social media like I, I had to, to actually interact with with people face to face, or at least when I, I was, I'm old enough to like, know what life was like before all this. Um, yeah. And so these kids don't, like they grew up with it. And uh, they're, they'll do anything for attention now. Uh, because I, I think uh, a lot of times it's it's their parents that are, are giving them attention either. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it. It's, it's, uh it's multifaceted. So but, but I think social media does have a lot to do with it because social media is very polarizing, especially with the way that it's managed, like certain algorithms and the way they can manipulate it and create echo chambers and things like that. So it, I think that definitely plays a large role in it.
1: Yeah. well, thanks, thanks so much, matt for 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 joining us. Uh, this was, this was, this was fun. This is actually a lot. Uh, I, I, didn't know what to expect. Uh, but this is actually pretty, pretty academic, more academic than, than I thought it would be. Uh, because not that I thought anything particular of you It's just, you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was really interesting. Um, uh, it's been a real blend. You? Yeah, it's, it has been a real blend. It's yeah, been a real, it's well, been obviously. a great
2: blend. I'm, I'm pumped. I need to, I'm going to the gym straight after this.
1: Nice. off this. After this I am not like, I am. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. So where can people find you, man?
0: Yeah, so uh, social media, um, mostly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, uh, probably more active on TikTok and Twitter than I am Instagram. But uh, you know, anyway, if you can yeah. look up the handles, yeah, look me up yeah, on yeah. any, they're all the same. So it's at Matt underscore s underscore Stevens and Stevens is with a PH. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Matt uh, underscore S uh, underscore Stevens uh, and Stevens with the PH. It's been lovely to have you, buddy. I really appreciated this sort of positive discussion on fitness. We don't usually get that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as much as I love broing down with people and being like, fuck yeah, get into it's also nice to sort of take a step back and, and, and get a get kind a of vision of the landscape and uh that's definitely something he gave us today so thanks very yeah. much brother thanks man absolutely yeah Mouth thanks did. for
0: having me guys I've, yeah. had a, I've had a blast having a conversation with you guys right. as well
1: thanks for joining razorbread you guys click on one of the links around my head uh after the jump see you next time